This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update video and podcast. Today, we have our weekly look at the numbers, trends, and latest news about COVID-19 with AMA's Director of Science, Medicine, and Public Health, Andrea Garcia in Chicago. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer, also in Chicago. Andrea, it's going to be our last episode until Thanksgiving. The holiday is on everyone's mind right now, just uh, next week. What are public officials, public health officials saying you know, if we're vaccinated, is this going to be a turkey day as normal? Well, thanks for having me back, Todd. And yeah, you know, the consensus seems to be that people are not willing to give up another Thanksgiving. And since we now have ways to manage the virus, it becomes easier to lessen our risk than it was a year ago. I mean, first and foremost is obviously vaccination. If everyone you're gathering with who is eligible is vaccinated, and those who are vulnerable have received their booster, it becomes less risk, less risky to gather. Um, now, even kids in the five to 11 age group can be partially protected. And for those who are still too young to get their shot, the best thing we can do is, is surround them with adults who are vaccinated. We know some people are also incorporating testing into their holiday plans. So having people take rapid tests the morning of or shortly before getting together. Uh, yeah, I went to a gathering a couple of weeks ago and we all took tests before we went. We're all vaccinated, which is good. Uh, so that sounds like an, a good procedure. Um, and a lot of that seems like we're more and more into this uh, assessing risk uh, and making good decisions based on those assessments. Not perfect, but uh, you know, better than uh, certainly where we were. How, how do we look at this? Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly it. And Tara Parker Pope, who's a writer for the New York Times, made a great analogy about risk calculation that I think captures really well um, and can help physicians who are trying to accurately communicate risk to patients. So she compared calculating our risk for COVID-19 to winter driving. She said, we know thousands of people are injured or killed each year on icy roads, but we don't stay home all winter, right? We check the forecast. We look at whether roads have been plowed. We make sure our cars and tires are in good condition. We buckle our seatbelts and we hit the road and we go shopping for groceries or we go to school. We gather to see family for the holidays. And this is how some experts see COVID playing out in the future. We'll look at local conditions, local transmission levels, take precautions to the extent that we can and, and you know, live with some level of risk to avoid the costs of missing important time with family and friends. Now, you mentioned just a little bit up front about kind of uh, on the new treatment front. Let's talk specifically about the pills uh, that are being developed and showing a lot of promise there. What, what are the details? Where, where does it stand right now? Yeah, so earlier this month, Pfizer reported that its antiviral pill to treat COVID was highly effective at preventing severe illness among at-risk people who received the drug soon after exhibiting symptoms. According to the company, the trial revealed that the pill cut risk of hospitalization or death by 89% when given within three days at the start of symptom onset. We know this is the second antiviral pill demonstrated, that's demonstrated a reduced risk of severe illness from COVID. Merck's antiviral pill is also currently awaiting federal review and authorization. So both of these pills, once authorized, 
uh, will be able to be dispensed at pharmacies and taken at home, which will, will be an important tool to help us manage and treat COVID in the future. Do we have any sense of like the timing on that? Are we talking about months, uh, weeks? So we, we know that um, the FDA is meeting on to review the data on the Merck pill on November 30th. So we expect that one to um, go through that review and, and possible authorization first. Um, and of course, uh, number one tool is vaccination. Um, let's talk a little bit about where we stand with vaccinations uh, this week. So according to the CDC this week, a total of 227.1 million Americans have received one dose. That's 68.4% of the total population. Of those, 195.3 million are fully vaccinated or 58.8% of the population. And we continue to see those numbers for booster doses go up. The CDC is estimating that 30.1 million people have received a booster dose. And very interesting to see states starting to weigh in about expanding the eligibility for boosters. What, what are you seeing there? Yeah, so some states have begun encouraging all adults to get a booster shot. Those include California, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. Most recently, New York City also expanded access, encouraging all, who, all adults who want a booster to get one. And they're also asking health professionals to not turn them away, provided that it's been, of course, at least six months since their second shot of a, a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, or at least two months since they've received a single dose Johnson & Johnson shot. Last week, Pfizer did request that the FDA expand eligibility of its booster shot to all adults, but the FDA has not yet weighed in with a decision on that. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. So, uh, of course, the other big topic of the last couple of weeks has been around vaccine mandates. We had a great conversation with Dr. Bashar Shukir earlier this week. Um, any updates uh, from your end about uh, uh, mandates? So the legal challenges around mandates continue, the most recent of which is happening in Florida, where lawmakers are kicking off a special legislative session to take up legislation aimed at restricting vaccine mandates. We know that several states, including Florida, have already challenged federal mandates in court. And last week, the appeals court barred President Biden's vaccine man mandate, the OSHA emergency temporary standard for large employees, saying it grossly exceeds the authority uh, that OSHA has. However, it's unlikely that that's going to be the end of it, right? There are multiple challenges happening, and the Supreme Court is expected to eventually decide the matter. And I know over the weekend, the Surgeon General also weighed in uh, on uh, you know, efforts to block these mandates. What are the details there? On Sunday, Dr. Vivek Murthy said it would be a setback for public health if court, courts continued to block these mandates. He said that mandates are well-established and highly successful in achieving more widespread vaccination. We know schools, the military, and workplaces such as hospitals have long required vaccines. He said the goal here is creation of a safer workplace for workers. 
for customers to, to increase vaccination rates overall, because that's ultimately how we're going to end, end this pandemic. And uh, speaking of pandemic, still, uh, you know, a lot of cases and hospitalizations looks like the declines that we were seeing have plateaued on uh, maybe some upticks in different areas. What, what are we seeing across the nation here? Yeah, so according to the New York Times data, COVID cases in the US are starting to tick up again after plateauing at a high level following the Delta surge over the summer. As of Monday night, we were averaging about 85,000 cases a day for the past week. So that's a 14% increase from two weeks ago. Reported deaths are still are down 14%. Hospitalizations have decreased 7%, but we know that those numbers lag behind cases. Uh, conditions are slowly deteriorating in the West, the upper Midwest and the Northeast. And some experts are warning that this could be the start of a possible winter surge. That is not good news. Um, no, it's not. You know, uh, in addition to what we're seeing here in the States, also seeing some urgent uh, information coming out of Europe where the cases are ticking up there, um, possibly a warning sign for us. Uh, how are they responding in Europe? Yeah, Europe has responded by toughening its rules for the unvaccinated, who officials say are driving another wave of infections. On Monday, we saw the Austrian government um, say that unvaccinated people over the age of 12 will need to restrict their movement to traveling for work buying groceries and seeking medical care. Now case, new cases there have been, um, they've doubled in the last two weeks. So across Europe, really countries are passing rules to make life harder for the unvaccinated. And, and this is obviously in hopes that those individuals will go get the vaccine. It seems like we're just going to continue to have these kind of waves, uh, you know, that go through and ripple through unvaccinated populations. Uh, uh, very distressing. That's not the kind of winter I was hoping for. Um, in addition to what we're seeing on the COVID-19 front, there's a lot of concern about people and getting their flu shots. What is the data telling us there? As of October 29th, uh, 158.7 million flu vaccine doses have been distributed in the United States. According to the CDC, you know, that's concerning because that's down roughly 8% from the 172.3 million doses that hadn't been distributed at the same time last year. We know that we're seeing lower flu vaccination. Um, and that's, I think, troubling because we don't know what to expect this flu season. Last year, what we saw was not normal. There was very little flu virus circulating last year. This year, people could have less immunity but we also have fewer public health mitigation measures in place for COVID. So we could definitely see a more severe flu season. I think it's a really good reminder for physicians to continue to ask their patients and offer the flu vaccine. It is definitely not too late. And I think we're also seeing some data that, you know, it's important to remind patients that COVID vaccines do not protect against flu. Um, you need both vaccines. Flu protects against flu and COVID vaccine protects against COVID. So the last thing um, we want to do is overwhelm our already stressed health system. So we really need people to get both vaccines. Absolutely. No, I got my flu shot, as did my family. Uh, it's a good thing because I think we're starting to see possible kind of flu outbreaks across the country. 
Yeah, well, the CDC is looking into a flu outbreak at the University of Michigan. About 77% of the cases have occurred in individuals who did not get this year's flu vaccine. We know the campus's first flu case was flagged on October 6th. And since then, the University Health Service has diagnosed 528 additional people. That's according to the university record, the university's new service. Local health officials have said the size of this outbreak is unusual. And while it doesn't necessarily have an immediate impact on the broader community, I think it does raise concern as we have college kids potentially traveling home for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, you said it, number one, get your flu shot. Uh, finally, any last messages uh, from the AMA this week that you wanna share? Yes, last week the AMA once again came out in support of vaccine mandates, urging the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit to preserve the emergency temporary standard for COVID-19 vaccination and testing is issued by OSHA. The AMA regards widespread vaccination as the most effective way to protect workers from COVID-19. We know that no other measures have been shown to reduce the risk of infection, hospitalization, and death from COVID to the degree that, to the, to the degree that vaccination does. The AMA has also issued multiple press releases from the November 2021 special meeting of the AMA House of Delegates, which can be found on the AMA's website. Uh, that's it for today's COVID-19 update. Andrea, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back with another COVID-19 update video and podcast uh, on December 2nd. For resources on COVID-19, in the meantime, go to ama-assn.org slash COVID-19. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.